Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast is a Christ-centered podcast. Established in 2019 and hosted weekly by Pastor Chris Busher. Addressing a host of topics such as the Great Commission, Christian discipleship, and often featuring interviews with special guests who are experts in their field. The views and events expressed on this podcast and all related materials belong solely to their author and not necessarily to the author's employer, organization, committee, or other group or individual. While all attempts are made to present accurate information, some information may become outdated over time. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast makes every attempt to timely update any and all such information. Without further delay, here's another powerful episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Once again, my name is Dallas here. Today, we have another incredible author joining us today, Calvin Cassidy. How are you today, Calvin? Such a pleasure to have you here. I'm I'm doing really good. Thanks for, thanks for having me. My pleasure. And where are you joining us from today, Calvin? Joining you from Southwest Missouri, uh, a little Missouri. town called Carl Junction. Carl Junction. How many people are in, in Carl Junction? Oh, I don't know. They're scattered all over the place, but I think we've probably got about 3,000. 3,000? I grew up in Northwest Missouri in a small town really? called Grant City, and we had 600 people. <laughs> so small, <laughs> small town life of Missouri. I understand. I get it. That's true. Yeah. And you've been, you were born and raised in Missouri. You lived there your whole life? Well, actually, I grew up in Southeast Kansas. Uh, I moved to uh, Joplin in uh, 1965, I think. And I've been in this part of the country ever since. Uh, Carl Jackson is a suburb of, of Joplin, Missouri, which is Joplin, down in the very. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I think there's some Bible colleges down there in Joplin, if I'm not wrong. There is. There's uh, Ozark Christian College That's it. in That's Joplin. Yeah. And then there are, are colleges in Springfield, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's how I know of Joplin. Is I think there was a tornado there and also about the college that's there. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah. I'm educated Very about good. Missouri. <laughs> All right. Well, such a pleasure where, to have you where, here. Where yeah, are you hey. today? Today, I'm actually in Brazil. I'm a missionary in Brazil. That's what I thought. Yeah. yeah, I've been here for four years here in Brazil. That's a long great. way from Missouri. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Well, Cal- Calvin, such a pleasure to have you here today. Today, we're going to discuss a little bit about your book that was recently released. It's called Bridging the Gap. And you have an amazing testimony that I want you to be able to share with our audience today. And so without further ado, just, just go ahead. Tell us a little bit about your story and your journey, because it's a journey. So go ahead, Calvin. Thank you very much for this opportunity. It's been a little over 50 years ago that uh, uh, I was involved in a, a, a tragic accident, and it was, you know, nothing. It was full of drama. You know, it was like one of these you see on TV where there's a crash and, a, and an explosion, and that was the kind of accident it was. Uh, I had two of my best friends with me. We all managed to survive, but uh, my... Uh, my testimony is is quite unique. Uh, I oftentimes refer to uh, that crash as uh, the instrument that set my soul free, uh, free to to uh, leave this earth as we know it, and to travel uh, to heaven to to be with God, and uh, uh, and 
you know, I know I looked at your, you know, the questions to start with was, uh, where did my, uh, you know, how did I become a Christian? And well, I grew up a Christian, but it wasn't until this remarkable event that, I mean, I was I'm completely and totally, uh, you know, I, I like to refer myself as an absolute Christian because to me, there are things you need to do to be an absolute Christian when you need to believe uh, and when you need to, to serve. And, uh, and, I, and that doesn't just mean, uh, you know, talk the talk. Because uh, most, most, I mean, all of my friends uh, are Christian, but I just sometimes think they might be missing out on some of the best parts. And that's what... Uh, that's what the journey that I that I went on uh, instilled in me and uh, uh, set me up to to try to make these people that we see as Christians uh, see you know all that it has you know all that Christianity has to offer and how much in this world we live in today how much we need that um, I'll get to the story it was an accident that happened in uh, southwest Missouri, in a town called, Bran well, it was just outside of Branson, which is a uh, pretty hot spot in, in the United States. Uh, but uh, it, was, it was a car wreck and, we had, and an explosion and a fire. And, and uh, uh, from there, and again, I use the term, my soul was set free because uh, that's, that's the way, that's, that's, that's the way it seemed because, mm -hmm. Uh, after the, I remember uh, a lot of blood, and I remember two guys that literally came out of nowhere to uh, basically save my life. He also assisted uh, with my friends, but but I was the only one that had a life-threatening injury, and my head was split wide open. And uh, uh, these two gentlemen, who I have no idea who they are, and I've tried to find them, and I refer to them in the book as guardian angels because they pretty much set this uh, this journey in motion. Wow. Now, and how old were you at this time, Calvin, when the wreck happened? I was 19 years old. That was a long time ago because I just turned 72 last Saturday. Yeah. So uh, uh, it's I really interesting the, the way that you worded that your soul was set free. You know, that's that's amazing because many no, not very many people explain it in that way. You're listening to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. We'll be right back after this quick word from our sponsors. Discover the power of the Secret Place Podcast hosted by Bishop Gary Oliver and Dr. Naomi Oliver. Dive into a world of spiritual growth, personal development, and emotional well-being. With insights blending theology, biblical principles, and psychology, this podcast empowers you to lead a purpose-driven life. Listen now and join the journey of positive impact and transformation. Are you ready to unlock the power of servant leadership? Tune in to Born to Lead with Nelson Aprigio, a podcast that empowers you to excel in diverse environments. Gain valuable insights, practical wisdom, and inspiration from an experienced pastor, mentor, and international business expert. Take charge of your leadership journey at borntolead.online and embrace the impact of serving others to create lasting change. Right. So can you talk about that a little bit more, your soul being set free? Well, uh, you know, 
we live and, and, and things happen like, like, you know, like there's cars and there's, and there's the environment we live in and all, all these kind of things that, that, that were built, that are built into our, built into our minds and our understandings. But at this particular time, uh, like I said, it, it was just, it was complete freedom from all that. Um, and, uh, it was just like, um, well, there's really another way to explain it, except that that's, that's what, how I, I feel about it, that, uh, the soul separated and was on, you know, and was free to move towards, uh, and this is an old cliche, but to move towards the light, because I explain in the book, uh, from the moment that I left this earth, I left behind a cold, kind of harsh, very cold and harsh environment, and quickly, rapidly into a warm, comforting environment uh, on arrival uh, yeah. at my destination. Wow. And what was that? What was it like after that moment? After you said you went towards the light, what happened next? Well, it was pretty, it was pretty quick. And then it was like, uh, when you, well, I'm going to throw this in. This wasn't really in, in the book, but probably is as, as important as anything was, you know, when I said my soul was free, that meant it was free, uh, also free from sin. Uh, sin and Satan dropped off along the way. Uh, and at that point, uh, I did feel like my soul had been set free. Uh, moving closer to the light, closer to the warmth. Um, it was like at the end of the road, there was a giant. And this is this is just the way I remembered. Just a, like a giant s screen unfolds. And in front of me, I like to say I was on the uh, threshold of eternity um, because that's that's exactly what it was. Now, it, it wasn't streets of gold or anything like that, but it was a, a beautiful, peaceful, um, uh, not not garden like setting, although there was lots of uh, lots of uh, just really cool stuff that, that you just felt like you know, you had arrived. And and I knew I had because uh, there was a, a brief conversation. And uh, I can tell you now that I did not see God. I only heard God and experienced him uh, mostly through my through my heart. And uh, but the message was, you may enter the kingdom of heaven. Those who believe in me shall have eternal life. And uh uh, and so that's where that's where it was. That's where we were, where I was at that particular time. Um, of course, I imagine if you could have seen my eyes, they were probably as big as silver dollars because yeah. <laughs> it was it was just amazing. But it, and it was you know it was a, okay. They talk about the peace that passes understanding. That is remarkable too. I mean, there's nothing like that kind of peace. And, of course, that's what I strive for, and that's what I want everybody to strive for. Uh, you know, you say, well, it was a pretty peaceful day. I had a, you know, I slept good last night. Well, peace in terms of of uh, that eternal peace is just 
it's it's an it's almost as undescribable as heaven itself um because you know uh with you know, you know that god's going to be with you all the time and it's not going to matter uh i mean you may get off track and uh, i like to i like to start this whole journey back with baptism because that's when uh god uh, uh you know god takes you uh and 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 in in my religion it says you're marked as god's forever yeah but then it's up to you to uh to live that life uh but the goal is to take and most children are baptized and our goal is to make sure that we watch out for our children and make sure that they're educated and that they know about god and know that uh that's you know that that's who who you can always turn to so i guess the the, the but let's get back to the journey uh and we're gonna i mean i don't want to talk go into too much detail about that chapter on on heaven because that's one of the highlights of the book it's for the book you gotta you gotta buy the book <laughs> and it's short but but what i do want to talk about is what's not in the book and should have been because when i wrote the book i was on an up note you know i wanted the whole thing to be upbeat um but the real thing that that stands out in my mind 50 years later is remember how i told you when my soul was set free how peaceful and calm and warming and and bright you know everything brightened up going back was just an absolute disaster <laughs> yeah i mean imagine you, you can't you pick up all that stuff you know all that stuff you left off you know you and, and in this in this age we live in now i mean coming back you would you would see a uh an array of things like hatred and sin and bigotry and racism and all these you know things that are even worse now than they were 50 years ago and uh uh on my return uh i i was happy to be dropped off where i left you know what i mean because it just seemed like that, that you know that that sin and this whole life of of uh, of the devil was so close and and i and I'm, i mean i really think you know and don't get me wrong, but I really think we're closer to hell than you realize. <laughs> you can get I mean, closer every day. It's kind of frightening. Yeah. I, mean, I have another question but, for you about this, Calvin, okay. that I'm just thinking of here. Where, What was your relationship with the Lord like prior to this accident in this season of oh, your it life? Was, it was, you know, I had a good relationship, but and I understood uh, about right and wrong and, you know, mm -hmm. and, and sin and all that stuff. And, and you know, when you you know when you're raised christian you have a conscience and you know mm -hmm. that everything you've done in this world is is not you know maybe not up to god's standards uh in other words we all we all sin i mean that's mm -hmm. uh, and i think the scariest part of the soul being set free was uh, i kept stumbling around wondering where all those things that you know you just can't believe when you come at the end of the road uh i mean i look like a much better person than what i gave myself credit for let's put it that way uh but 
that's because the sins were dropped off. They were forgiven. And when you cross that uh, cross that line, that threshold, uh, uh, I like to say you're as innocent as the day you were born. That's just another one of my sayings. Yeah, yeah, and I can I can see whenever you're you're talking about coming back, it's like the heaviness came back on, the weights of the world came back on, the sin came back. I can just see that process happening, coming back. That's, I'm gonna, that's yeah. Wild. To me, that the whole thing is uh, you know. You can't the the heaven part we've read about. Lots of people wrote books about that. Uh, and some I'm people kinda, went the other way, went to hell. Thank God you went to heaven. God, yeah. my goodness. But I just think that you can't fully, you know, you don't fully appreciate Christianity until you look at the whole picture. And you know, people talk about hell and they talk about sin and they talk about all that kind of stuff. But I, I guess. In my situation, it's something that I can relate face to face with. I mean, I know, and uh, and you know, coming back, going through a recovery of uh, weeks, and and in some cases for some things months, uh, I had a chance. But all this time, uh, this whole new way of looking at the world, um, and and. Uh, uh, as, as the book goes on, uh, uh, I did a lot of work with, with young people. And uh, I know one of the questions that was, was on the list that I received was being outside your comfort zone. And uh, I've been asked about that on several different interviews. Uh, and it, it's, there's lots of ways to uh, explain that. But when I was working with young people, I mean, sometimes... A tragedy might occur in someone's life. There might have been a death in the family. There might have been alcohol, drug abuse, things like that. And uh, I, I mean, it was like God pointed you in the right direction. So you head in that direction, but you're not sure. You're not exactly sure where you're going or what the outcome is going to be. Yeah. But you know that you know your partner, or God, is right there. And uh, like I, I like I, I put in the book, I, I appeared places, you know, at the front door of a house, knocking on the door, not knowing what to expect and not knowing what to say. But when the time came, the words were there, and yeah. uh, uh, so that's one re- one one about getting outside your comfort zone. But then, you know, as Christians, we're 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 great servants, but we also have to realize that when you live in a Christian community. Uh, things are going to happen to you that's outside of your control. And uh, uh, sometimes you have to surrender. And, and for a lot of people, that's very, very difficult to ask for help. But, uh, you know, we talk about tornadoes. Uh, it wasn't a tornado that destroyed Joplin, but it was one about uh, eight years earlier that, uh, uh, that hit the town I live in and hit the house I lived in. And uh, we had to rebuild after that. But, you know, that's, that's the very first time that I ever felt the power of group prayer because the people at church said they were praying for our family. And, you know, you could, you could sense that energy. Uh, there is, you know, there really is energy there. And I, and I encourage people that uh, are, you know, maybe having surgery or, or recovering from surgery or they have cancer or, things like that, I encourage them to 
not, you know, let the community of faith that surrounds you help you and feel that, feel that power. Um, because, I mean, it's there. It, you know, it, it's, 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 it's just there for the asking and nobody, you know, it, it didn't cost you anything. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, but that, that's, that's another example of being outside your comfort zone. I mean, I, uh, my wife and I went on a couple of mission trips to Mexico and that, that whole thing was, you know, new. I mean, you know, and when you don't really speak the language, you, yeah. you just, you just, you're constantly thinking, well, what's, what's, what's this, the good's just going to do? How can I do this? But through the power of prayer, once again, uh, you are, you're given the necessities to go about yeah. your mission and to, uh, and, you know, and to work that. He equips uh, us, right? He, he equips yeah, us right. when he calls us to go. Absolutely. Another question, Calvin, why did you wait so long? To write this book, why did you wait fifty years to write this book? You know, I've thought about that, um, and it's just like, well, I retired from one thing from teaching, and uh, um, and you know, we all have our little bouts with with some health issues and things, but it was just like uh, it was just it, it was all just sitting there, and a lot of the notes for the book were lost in that tornado I was telling you about. So oh. a whole lot of that was from just from memories and from, uh, you know, and, and, but once again, you know, I don't question, I mean, the memories were there uh, and they were probably placed there for me to pick up again and to use it again for, for the good. Uh, yeah. You know, you talked about building the kingdom. That's, that's, that was the, you know, premier mission. Uh, and at the time, I was working with kids, and I learned then that, uh, uh, you know, they're just like sponges, and they don't ask a whole lot of questions. And if it makes sense to them, then they're going to go with it. Uh, I had a young man. Well, he's not young anymore, but when he passed away, I think he was probably 38. And uh, he died of COVID, and the last few years of his life were, were pretty rough. Not just because of COVID, but just because of his personality and the environment that he grew up in. And, um, but I remember, well, I went to his funeral and uh, I came home and I was I was just furious because this was this child when he was a child. I remember the day that he was baptized, or I remember the day after he came to school and wanted to share that and. Most kids, twelve-year-olds, that probably is not something they're gonna, you know, start strike up a conversation unless it had an effect on their life. And I know that you know that his his Christian life was not mentioned at all in those services, and I was so angry. I did my own did my own service and sent it to the family because I said, you know, I know that he's, you know. Uh, and you know the way we live today, everybody, uh, everybody says, well, you know, everybody says we're going to heaven, yeah. But you know, I, I'm not one to be critical because that's not my job. I'm not to judge people, but I do. I am concerned about people, and uh, uh, you know, you, 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 
hear people and they go, well, I, I just can't wait to meet him again. And I'm thinking those, that person lived a horrible life. I mean, they, they were really bad. So, you know, I don't, you know, I wouldn't dare say anything, but there's one other, there's one other side to that story. Um, I mean, I look back, at, you know, at when Jesus died on the cross and he had, uh, on either side of him, he had people that had lived, you know, not perfect lives. Yet, I was, I feel like that, uh, they could, you know, they had an opportunity from that moment to, to be yeah. saved. So you can never, ever rule anybody out, but I just don't want people to be disappointed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we have to live a, you know, set free. We have to live a, a different kind of life than we did before. That transformation, right? Repent of our sins well, and turn away. And... Yeah. And, you know, um, I, I just don't think people today realize that, that, that Satan is on their back all the time. I mean, you know, you don't yeah. make a decision anymore that, you know, it can't just be a little bit right or a little bit wrong. Uh, whatever you decide, you know, it could could make you know could be life changing for you. And you and people today are you know, they take so much for granted that they don't understand. Uh, and I, I think the older I get, and and after I wrote the book, and I've been doing these interviews and stuff, uh, I guess I think I'm more worried about the world than I ever have been because. I, I just don't know I just don't know how these people are gonna overcome some of the some of the stuff that they've been involved in and and, and just their absolute feelings I mean you you talk to them and, and, and you know they know that what's wrong is right and there's really not any you know, there's not any reason to try to to argue with them but uh, but you can pray for them and maybe maybe uh, uh, and you know I've seen that happen a lot a lot. Uh, yeah. And uh, so, what else can I do for you today? Mm -hmm. Tonight, I'm preaching a message to some teenagers here in Brazil. Oh, and my message is First John chapter two, verses fifteen through seventeen. Do not love the world. The things in the world will pass away. The pride of life, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes. And right. If you love those things, the love of the Father is not in you. So my goal tonight is to present this message to the young people because if I could describe a teenager, I would describe with double-mindedness. They 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 want the world. The world is, is, is beautiful. It's attractive. They want all of these things, but it will never satisfy the way that the Lord does. And so my mission tonight is to present this message to the young people tonight, to clean their minds, give them a renewal of their mind, to leave the world and to love God. That's That's my heart tonight. So- well, that's Pray the for only, us, I mean, Pray for us. Yeah, I will. And that's the only way that they're going to, uh, well, they've got to be open to God's way, to experience mm -hmm. God's way. And, and the last part of that verse says, but those who do the will will abide forever. And so absolutely, that's absolutely. it. We have to do the will of God. Don't love the world. Do the will of God. I think it's, it's true. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for this message tonight, and I hope that they have ears to hear what I'm saying, even though I'm speaking through a translator tonight. But God uh -oh. is good. <laughs> That's God true. Good. Yeah. So Calvin, I have another question for you. What do you think? Why do you think God gave you this experience? Because not everybody, you know, experiences something like this. So why do you think God gave this gift to you? You know, I ask myself that all the time. 
And uh, that's one reason why it took so long to, to, to put it down into words because, um, you know, there's, there's, there's skeptics. There were skeptics in uh, uh, all, you know, through, through my whole life. Uh, and there are people that, you know, would want to argue with you or, or, or are you, or you can see that they're not convinced. And, and, and for a while, um, well, I was busy when I was a teacher. I really just didn't have time to, to sit down and, 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 uh, uh, take the time to do the book. But, uh, for me, what I heard, I would, it's more believable for me. It's more convincing for me because you didn't see God. I don't know why that detail really helped me believe it more. I don't, that doesn't make sense, right? But it does for me. It just, well, it does. Because you didn't I mean, see him, because he's so holy no. and so, you know, he's just, I don't know. It just makes sense to me that you didn't see him. Right. Well, it was something and uh, something I will never forget. And, because I, I can tell, I, I can tell, I made you excited, so that's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, still, yeah. My wife loves these type of interviews. She's going to be very, very excited to hear this, <laughs> this testimony today, Calvin. So, well, I hope it, hope it gives you some, some fire to go yeah. to your program tonight, because that's what. Thank you. It's what it takes these days. Mm-hmm. And a few more questions here. So, what do you hope that your listeners, your readers, get from this book? I want them to know that uh well i'll go back to you know a lot of most most of the people i know identify as christians and but i want them to 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 know that you know there's i guess there's different level i don't know you either believe in god or you don't but uh to be to look kind of christian you've got to you you know you've got to you've got to be one that serves. You got to be one that that, uh, that t- can tell people about uh, what's going on in your life. You got to listen to other people. Uh, you know, there's a lot to it. And through this book, I want people to know that it can. You know, they may not have to, to experience a tragedy uh, in their life just uh, to, to have a full Christian life. That. He's, you know, the things that God did for me, he can do for you, he can do for anybody. And there are so many bodies now that need help uh, to, to step out, take that, uh, you know, even if it's, it's uncomfortable, like I said, that he, he can help you with that, too. Uh, and uh, but I still think, you know, for a long time. I had the, the 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 ministry with the with the young people, and uh, and then I wrote the book, and now uh, I'm trying to refine the book a little bit so that it can be affect a broader a broader group, and uh, so the message is uh, believe in God, work for God, uh, enjoy Christian living. Yeah. Excellent. Calvin, thank you so much for everything that you shared today and brought for our audience. I really appreciate it. And how can we connect with you? I see you have a website here. Can you tell us what that is? It's just like my name, Calvin, C-A-L-V-I-N, Cassidy, C-A-S-S-A-D-Y, no spaces, dot com. And this is how we can find the book. We can connect with you. That's absolutely right. All right. Uh, I, I, you know, and I've really enjoyed this a lot 
if uh, I can ever be of any help to you in the future, don't hesitate to, uh, to use the the contact information because uh, I enjoy this interview too. I, I get excited. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, it's my pleasure to have you here. And so I hope that your testimony resonates with our audience today, that you experienced something so amazing, so great, and you want us to to learn from what you experienced. I think you're exactly right. We don't have to go through a tragic event to meet the Lord. We don't have to walk in the world to meet the Lord. And I pray that that's what my son, you know, he doesn't have to go experience the world to come back to the Lord or, you know, the people that we were trying to reach. They don't have to go out and do these these wild things or, or experience something like you, that they can come to the Lord today, to na- now and today, you know, and, and save <laughs> save all that tragedy, right? So thank you, Calvin, so much for, for all that you did today. If I can have you end our time together with a prayer, that would be excellent. All right. Thank you. Heavenly Father, thank you for this day and thank you for this opportunity to reach out to not just people uh, around me or even around my community, but to people around the world uh, to share this message and know that uh, the times we live in are, are very, very difficult and we're going to have challenges every single day. But don't let those challenges get you down. Uh, God is there to help you. Uh, Jesus is right on your on your shoulder if you need him for anything. Uh, and uh, and I and I pray for our host and that his uh, that his uh, program this evening will 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 help bring young people uh, back to where they need to be. And uh, I just pray for uh, new opportunities for uh, myself and for our host, that we can continue to do God's work. And I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You've just listened to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast with your host, Pastor Chris Busher. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast was recorded live in studio with final editing made before uploading. Subscribe today to Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast on iTunes or Google Play. For more fantastic daily content, visit Pastor Chris Busher online via Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Don't miss the next episode on Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast.